The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the look Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What a wild day we had in the NBA on Monday. Some incredible player performances. Julius Randle, career high 46 points as the Knicks come from 20 points down in Sacramento. To win by 16. He had 46 points and 10 boards as the Knicks have won two straight now. Wow. I mean, this team is all of a sudden on a roll. Yeah, no, not quite. (laughs) The Knicks are still well on the outside looking in in the Eastern Conference standings and not going to find themselves in a play-in situation. The Knicks are four and a half games back of a play-in spot, and they're not going to make up that deficit. Elsewhere, Nikola Jokic continues to perform like the most valuable player in the NBA. 32 points, 15 boards, 13 assists. Nuggets beat the Warriors 131-124. Jokic, this is on the back of of his monster performance where he scored 30 points alone in the fourth quarter and overtime on Sunday. The Nuggets now at 39-26 are still the sixth seed 
in the Western Conference. They're three and a half games up on Minnesota. And actually, no, two and a half games up on Minnesota for the seven. They're only one game back of Dallas for the five. They're a game and a half back of Utah for the four. So this race, it ain't over by a long shot. Speaking of races not being over, most valuable player in the NBA. Joel Embiid is still your favorite. We get that. I know why Joel Embiid is the favorite, and it's not like he's had bad performances. Joel Embiid, 43 points, 14 points. uh, Excuse me, 43 points, 14 rebounds in the Sixers' 121-106 win over the Chicago Bulls. But with James Harden there now, I feel like it takes a little bit away from Joel Embiid. Maybe the numbers don't take away, but there's got to be something. There's got to be something there with having another superstar on the team helping you out. And the Sixers, they continue to climb up the standings. They're currently the two seed in the Eastern Conference, three games back of the Heat. They're just a half game up on the Bucks now. But for the two and three seeds, having another star, I think, changes the conversation around Joel Embiid, whereas before, he was doing it on his own. And with all due respect to a guy like Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic is doing it on his own. He really is. And there might be some voter fatigue Guy won the award last year. But how could you, I just, as much as I would love to see the the DeMar DeRozan tickets over, we ripped that thing up. He's not winning the MVP. Especially with the Bulls in just free fall mode, losing five straight games. But there was a real interesting tweet sent out earlier, and I want to kind of find it here. I believe StatMuse sent this out. Yep. This is the breakdown of the MVP race between, let's say, just the top three candidates. Giannis, Embiid, and Jokic. The Bucks are 40 and 25. The Sixers are 39 and 24. The Nuggets are 38 and 26. The individual records for these players, meaning in games that they've played in, Giannis 35 and 19, Embiid 35 and 16, Jokic 36 and 21. If you look at Three or four different categories broken down. And and the guys at StatMuse did an incredible job of this. Basic stats, advanced stats, advanced plus stats, and other miscellaneous stats. Here are just the basic ones. Points per game in bead is the leader. And I'm going to give you the stat, and I'm just going to give you the name of the player that leads 
in that category in the NBA. Points per game, Embiid. Rebounds per game, Jokic. Assists, Jokic. Steals, Jokic. Blocks, Giannis. Field goal percentage, Jokic. Two-point field goal percentage, Jokic. Three-point field goal percentage, Jokic. Three-pointers made, Jokic. Free throw percentage, Embiid. Here's your advanced stats. Uh, expected field goal percentage, rebound percentage, assist percentage, steal percentage, block percentage, uh, assist to turnover ratio, uh, offensive rating, defensive rating. Let me just read down the list of about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten advanced stats. Again, expected field goals, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, assist to turnover, usage rate, uh, offensive rating, defensive rating, things like that. Jokic, 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 Jokic. Giannis, block percentage. Jokic, Embiid in usage. Jokic, Jokic. How about the advanced stats? These are like all the analytical stuff like PER, wins, um, things like that. The Raptor factor. There's a lot of things uh, that go into all these advanced metrics that the the NBA, the, the basketball people record. 10 advanced metrics. Here's who leads in those 10 categories. Jokic, 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 Jokic. Plus minus Jokic. ISO expected field goals, Jokic. Post up, Jokic. Post up expected field goals, Jokic. This guy's winning the MVP. It's, it's just you're not gonna you can't deny you can't deny all of that. Embiid might be the favorite. Giannis is attractive. We can talk about the tickets that we have on DeRozan or John Morant and thinking that there's a chance that those guys creep up. But it's time that we really come to the realization and just admit it that Nikola Jokic is the most valuable player in the NBA. And he will win the award once again. So, if the num- whatever the number is right now, and current odds, let's see. Oof! Right now, it is Jokic plus two sixty. That was as of yesterday. Probably going to go down even further, but he's winning the award. At least you can still get plus money on it, as opposed to Embiid, who's minus 120. Nikola Jokic is your most valuable player. Other exciting things to go down here on Monday in the NBA. The Pistons have uh, won. The Pistons win over the Hawks 113-110 in overtime. They are 6-2 and two straight up in their last eight games. But more importantly, eight straight Wins against the spread. 8-0 ATS in their last eight games. The next time we will see the Pistons play is coming up on Wednesday against the Chicago Bulls. Why is this an interesting spot? This is an interesting spot because you have a Bulls team that has lost five games 
straight games has not covered in five straight games going up against a Pistons team that has won three straight, but six of their last eight and has covered in eight straight games. You got to imagine the Bulls are going to be small road favorites in that game on Wednesday. Pistons are probably the play. Plus the points, a little home underdog action uh, on Wednesday. Bulls losing to the Sixers, 121-106. to DeRozan, 21 points, 11 boards in the loss. Miami Heat stay atop the Eastern Conference. They blew out the Rockets, 123-106, despite trailing by double digits earlier in this game. Timberwolves stay in the race here, 124-81, blowout of the Trailblazers. Mavericks stay ahead of the Nuggets with a 111-103 win over the Jazz. And the Spurs beat the Lakers without LeBron James. 117-110. They cover the line, even the adjusted line. And um, after the game, Russell Westbrook not happy with the way that he is being treated. And again, a lot of people not happy with the way that Russell Westbrook has been playing basketball. Coming up next, we'll take a look at the Tuesday schedule in the NBA, pick out some winners, including a spread that has already moved and will continue to move on the hour <laughs> as we progress into Tuesday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. This is The Look Ahead right here on v the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next college basketball bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over under and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Let's take a look at the schedule here for Tuesday in the NBA. Right now, you got the Brooklyn Nets as a three-point favorite against the Hornets in Charlotte. The Cleveland Cavaliers are a four-point favorite in Indy against the Pacers. Suns are at the Magic laying seven and a half. You got the Grizzlies at home, a five and a half point favorite over the Pelicans. The Bucks are laying 14 and a half in OKC against the Thunder. And the Warriors, a seven point favorite at home against the Clippers. The Nets line, I've actually seen at three and a half. So that one is moving, and I'm telling you, it's going to move even more. Get it on the Brooklyn Nets now. The only way the Nets do not cover this game is if we find out that there's going to be players missing, like Kevin Durant. And I don't think that's going to be the case. Nets with Durant back 
and Kyrie Irving on the road. I feel like we talked about this a little bit earlier with uh, Jonathan Montol. When the Nets are on the road, it's almost an autoplay, right? This is the team that they're starting to build together now with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant playing together. We saw a glimpse of it in Boston against the Celtics where the Nets put up 120 points against a Celtics team that had the best defense, still does, best defense in the NBA since January 1st. And they give up a lot less than 120 points per game. They only give up 104 points per game, lowest uh, in the uh, NBA uh, and lowest since that January 1st by far. And the Nets put up 120 against them. Now they gave up 126, thanks in part to a um, Jason Tatum 54-point performance. But the Nets, 34 points in the first quarter, 30 points in the third and fourth quarters each. Now they go up against a bad defensive team. Got to like the Brooklyn Nets here on the road in Charlotte. Charlotte is a team that uh, in their last couple of games, given up 117, 130, 127. So I like the Brooklyn Nets to uh, certainly come away with a victory and cover the three-point line in Charlotte on Tuesday. I also would look towards the um, Clippers as a seven-point dog on the road against the Warriors. Clippers lost to the Knicks the other night, and you know that they are very anxious to get back on the floor and right the ship against the Warriors. It's kind of like a prove-it-to-yourself type of game. And this could very well wind up being a playoff series. The Clippers could be, you know, if they're right now, they're the eighth seed. So let's say in the play-in scenario, they're the seven, or let's say they're the seventh seed. And the Warriors are the two seed. That's your first-round playoff matchup. That right now, Memphis is your two seed, and the Warriors are a half game back. But those two teams flip flop in the standings, which they could very well do a bunch of times here over the last couple of weeks. Having this could be a playoff preview. You know, it's a prove it game for the Clippers and the Warriors. Just without Draymond Green, just they're they're not on the same level as they once were. So I like the Clippers catching seven, and I've actually seen that move down to six and a half. So you're going to want to get in on that before it gets even lower, and this becomes like a five and a half point game by the time this thing tips off. I lean Grizzlies over the Pelicans. Grizzlies are five and a half point favorites. They just lost in embarrassing fashion over the weekend to the Houston Rockets. They blew a huge lead and lost that game. That was pretty embarrassing. Got to imagine, and that snapped a 12-game losing streak for the Rockets. I got to imagine it's a bounce-back spot for Memphis. However, Pelicans, despite losing to the Nuggets in that uh, overtime game that Nikola Jokic went off for 46 points, 30 points, just in the fourth quarter in overtime, 
New Orleans playing really good basketball. And Zion Williamson is going to rejoin this team. I don't know when, but he will will join this team in New Orleans this week, probably. Not going to play in this game against Memphis, but the, the, the Pelicans have been playing good basketball, and just with the, the, the possibility, or not possibility, with the plan to have Zion return to this team, they might make the playoffs here. Right now, they're the 10 seed. I think that they'll win the play-in game, and they might win two and get into the playoffs. You're asking them to win two games against the Lakers and the Clippers or the Lakers and the Timberwolves? I think they can get, I think they can. With the way that McCollum's playing with Ingram and, and Zion now coming back, you got to see what they look like with Zion, but things, things are looking up here for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Kind of like it. Here's an interesting um that you can make right now. And I don't, this can't be accurate. Okay, yeah, never mind. I was looking at the uh, win totals right now. And you can get an updated win total on Memphis at 53. 53 and a half. So Memphis is at 44 right now. Let me look at their remaining schedule. And Memphis is at 44. They have the mm, fifth easiest schedule remaining in the NBA. 16 games. The easy games are against uh, Rockets, who they lost to this weekend. Rockets, Thunder, twice against the Pacers, twice against the Pelicans. And those games aren't easy versus the Pelicans. I got to tell you that. The Spurs and the Knicks. They play the Suns, Warriors, uh, Jazz, Bucks, Nuggets, Celtics. 16 games. Can they go 10 and 6? I think the answer is yes. You get right now minus 125. Grizzlies over 53.5 up on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I lean Memphis in this spot, but I wouldn't be surprised if New Orleans covers and maybe even wins outright. So I, I don't know if I'm going to play this one. I'd Obviously, I like the Nets and the Clippers more. I'd lean Memphis, but it wouldn't shock me if New Orleans covers. But I would lean Memphis. And in fact, I might talk myself into playing Memphis. Same thing. This could be a chalky night in the NBA where... All six favorites win. And frankly, all, well, no, because I think the Clippers as a dog have a chance to win. So maybe all six favorites win. I don't see them covering, though. But Nets should beat the Hornets. Cavs should beat the Pacers. Suns really should beat the Magic. Grizzlies, I lean over the Pelicans. Bucks should win against the Thunder. Although, OKC this year. 
It's amazing. They are, despite their record, they have the second best ATS record in the NBA. This is a team that has only won 20 games this year. They're 20 and 44. But against the spread, 38, 22 and 4. Do you dare take the points with them against the Milwaukee Bucks? I think so. <laughs> I'm Scott Seidenberg. You hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll get into the hockey action coming up next. Uh, take a look at the schedule for Tuesday. A lot of games on the schedule. Try to pick out some winners and find some value on that board and talk a little bit more about uh, the futures market here in the NHL. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Get everything you need to bet the madness this year with 24 7 streaming, daily best bet emails, and our tournament betting guide, including advice, data, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out a bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game in every round of the tournament. Get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops-Peterson, Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, and Tim Murray. They have insights on every key team conference and player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today to get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19 at vsin.com slash madness. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Let's take a look at the NHL schedule here for Tuesday. Lots of games to get excited about. The Avalanche coming in off a win off the Islanders. We'll play the second night of a back-to-back against the Devils. Colorado minus 210 with a total of six. The Vegas Golden Knights are in Philadelphia to take on the Flyers. VGK minus 175 with a total of six. The Penguins will host the Panthers. Florida handled their business in Buffalo, a 6-1 route of the Sabres on Monday. And the Pittsburgh, uh, that game pretty close to even there. Uh, Pittsburgh minus 110 right now. I'm sure it's uh, Panthers minus 105 or whatever. Uh, it totals 6.5 in that game. Toronto, they handled their business on Monday, a 5-4 win over the Blue Jackets, a little closer than what they would hope it to be. They got out to a fast start, 3-0, before it was a 3-3 game. Then they were up 5-3, then it was 5-4. They will host the Seattle Kraken, Toronto minus 270, total of 6.5. The Red Wings will welcome in the Coyotes. Detroit is minus 170 with a total of 5.5. The Blues entertain the Senators. And St. Louis, a heavy favorite. They are minus 290 with a total of six. The Predators will welcome in the Stars. Nashville, minus 125, total of five and a half. The Rangers are at the Wild. Minnesota, minus 145, total of six. You got the Lightning, minus 170 at the Jets, total of six. Chicago, minus 125 at home against the Ducks with a total of six. And the Flames, Fresh off a another win 
This time against the Oilers, Calgary just stays hot. They will host the Capitals, Calgary, minus 140. So where do we look for some advantages here on this schedule? First off, look for the goaltenders in a lot of these games, especially the games that feature teams that are playing on the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, the Avalanche, um, the Maple Leafs, you look at um, even the Flames. You know, look at these teams playing the second nights of Panthers, second nights of back-to-backs, and see who is in net for these teams. But see who's in net for all of these teams. For instance, Rangers are in Minnesota against the Wild. New York has looked really good as of late. They've won three straight. And five of their last seven. But Igor Shesterkin, who is the overwhelming favorite to win the Vesna, and the third favorite right now to win the Hart Trophy as the league MVP, something that I think would be a very good bet. He has played now in... Four, uh, three straight games. Okay. Played in the Rangers win 5-3 over the Blues. Played in the Rangers 3-1 win over the Devils. And in the Rangers 4-1 win over the Jets. It is most likely going to be Alexander Georgiev in net for the Rangers in Minnesota against the Wild. And if that's the case, Minnesota's the play. I could take a look at the over as well. But Georgiev has uh, not been great this season. He is 7-8-2. and two. And he's got a .897 save percentage. His most recent outing was the 5-2 loss to Vancouver. He did win a game against Boston, a 2-1 a victory in a uh, shootout. Oh, he didn't start that game. That was the game he came in. So he didn't even get credit for that. Uh, but he came in um, to spell Igor when he t- Igor Shosturkin got knocked over. And I guess the independent medical training staff, they they made him come off the ice and go into the locker room and get tested for a concussion or whatever. So, actually, Georgiev has lost his last four starts. And he's lost five of his last six starts. In fact, he had a nice little win streak. But ever since... Let's call it December 12th. He has a record of two wins and eight losses. It's a shame. Rangers would be a lot better in the standings uh, if Igor could play every game, but that's the life of a backup goalie. So it's likely going to be Georgiev in net against the Minnesota Wild, and the play is on Minnesota, minus 145 against the Rangers. I would look to the over six as well in that game. 
elsewhere. It's really hard to bet against the Flames right now. This team has been incredible. Since they had a game postponed against the Golden Knights back on January 15th. Since that moment, the Calgary Flames have they were 17, 11, and 6 on January 15th. They had a game against Vegas that was postponed. 17, 11, and 6. Since that mark, they have gone 17, 3, and 1. Let that sink in. Since January 15th, the Flames are 17, 3, and 1. This is the second game of a four-game homestand. Yes, it is the second of a back-to-back but I can't play against this team right now. I can't. They're hosting the Capitals, and Washington right now is kind of in that um, wild card mix, actually well in the wild card mix because the Eastern Conference is so top-heavy. I mean, it's, it's really stacked. There's a lot of great teams, but the difference between Washington, who's the second wild card, and Columbus we're talking 10 points. So Washington, well in control here of a wild card spot. Calgary, meanwhile, they're now four points up on the Kings for the Pacific lead. I can't bet against this Calgary team. Not with not with how hot they've been playing. So not necessarily on that end. Minus 140 is a low enough number. I would like that. Um... As far as any, oh, the Blues, I would take the Blues minus a goal and a half against the Senators. I don't know if I would play Toronto. Just, they should win. They should beat the Kraken. I don't care if it's the second night of a back-to-back. They should win, and they should score. Total's at six and a half. And... Toronto is going to score four or five goals themselves in this game. Probably go Toronto. Maybe not minus a goal and a half because it burned me here on uh, it burned me on Monday. But how about a Toronto um, St. Louis two two leg parlay is minus one sixteen. Just taking those two favorites. Uh, but I do like the Wild, and I do like the Flames. Uh, those are the other games that I would circle as well on this NHL schedule. Uh, Lightning, only minus 165 at Winnipeg. They should win. I like Detroit at home against Arizona. Vegas, Philly, I don't think I'd touch. There's something about this Vegas team that I'm not liking right now. Pittsburgh, Florida, I wouldn't touch either. That is a coin flip of all coin flips. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network.
This is the look ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The KFC chicken sandwich is served hot and straight from the fryer. That's why it's finger licking good. Order the KFC chicken sandwich today. Man, that looks good. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. College basketball conference tournaments continuing. We got some tickets to the big dance that will be punched here coming up on Tuesday. Let's review what has happened so far in the uh, uh, the OVC. It is Murray State in the Ohio Valley. Congratulations. Uh, the Big South, Longwood, they have earned the trip to the big dance. It is their first tournament in uh, school history. First NCAA tournament in school history. Uh, for Murray State, it's their 18th. First since 2019. In the Missouri Valley, Loyola. Loyola, Chicago. The Ramblers are going dancing for the second consecutive time. Their eighth tournament in school history. In the Sun Belt, Georgia State is going dancing for the first time since 2019. Sixth NCAA tournament for them. And Southern Conference goes to Chattanooga. The heave at the buzzer in overtime that beat Furman 64-63. They head to their 12th NCAA tournament, the first since 2016. Two more tickets, or uh, yeah, two, maybe more. Let's see. How many tickets being punched to the big dance coming up? We have the NEC final between Bryant and Wagner with a trip to the NCAA tournament on the line. We have the Colonial Championship. Delaware and UNC Wilmington with a trip to the tournament on the line. And the West Coast Conference, both of these teams are going to the NCAA tournament. Number one, Gonzaga. Number 17, St. Mary's. The other conference final is the A-Sun, the Atlantic Sun, which will feature Jacksonville against Bellarmine. Bellarmine can win this game. And will be crowned A-Sun Tournament Champions. However, they are still in their probation period for making the jump to Division I. NCAA rules, when a team goes to Division I, they have a couple of years of a probation period that they are ineligible for postseason play. Uh, it's to protect the team, I guess. Um, you know, just to help them de- deal with the challenges of getting up to the Division One level. And then when it comes to being in the postseason and dealing with travel and tickets and all that stuff, I, I don't know what a lot of the rulings are, but they should waive it. For Bellarmine to win a conference tournament, earn the conference's automatic bid to the NCAA tournament, 
Who cares if it's their second year in D1? Reward them and let them into the NCAA tournament to represent your conference. However, everyone knows the rules. This is nothing new. This has been talked about all year long. So if Bellarmine wins this game against Jacksonville, congratulations, they will win the A-Sun Championship. However, they will not be going to the NCAA tournament. The conference will select a different team to go to the NCAA tournament, likely to be Jacksonville State to represent that conference in the uh, NCAA tournament. So nice um, nice season for Bellarmine, 19-13 and 13 overall, 11-5 and 5 in the conference. Go out there and win yourself a conference tournament and then worry about maybe playing in the CBI or whatnot. Uh, so that's going on. Uh, then you have the ACC tournament getting underway. At the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, a triple header. Boston College against Pittsburgh in the first game. BC is a two-point favorite. Clemson, NC State in the second game with Clemson as a a five-and-a-half-point favorite. And Georgia Tech, Louisville in the nightcap with Louisville as a a one-and-a-half-point favorite. And then uh, the tournament will continue. Second-round action on Wednesday and uh, will continue into Thursday. The Pac-12 will begin on Wednesday. Uh, First game in that tournament here at T-Mobile Arena will be Stanford and Arizona State. Um, You'll also have the Mountain West getting underway at Thomas & Mack here in Vegas. The Big East getting underway at Madison Square Garden. So uh, Wednesday, a big day, and the Big Ten, excuse me, as well. Uh, in Indianapolis, so lots of uh, action there uh, coming up with the major conferences on Wednesday. So uh, college basketball all week is going to be great. On Sunday, the, the tournament, the field of 68 will be released. Right now, according to ESPN's Joe Lenardi, he's got the four one seeds as Gonzaga, Baylor, Kansas and Arizona. Very interesting that he's got Baylor and Kansas from the same conference. And I just don't know if that's what the committee is going to do. I know Baylor has been very, has been great this season. They're the number three ranked team in the nation. But if Kentucky or Auburn wins the SEC tournament. How do you not reward them by giving them a number one seed over a team that did not win their conference tournament? Gonzaga, number one overall team, number one team in the nation, wins their conference tournament, great. Kansas wins the Big 12 tournament, put them in. Right now, Kansas is the number six team in the nation. Okay, you got uh, the other number one seed, Arizona, number two team in the nation, wins the Pac-12 tournament. Yeah, I agree. Number one seed. But to put Baylor in as a number one and not reward Kentucky or Auburn, I don't like it. Duke will win the ACC tournament, but I don't think they get a number one seed. I think that a team to look out for on that two line. Wisconsin. 
as the 12th team in the nation, if Johnny Davis is healthy and can play during the Big Ten tournament, they win the Big Ten tournament, they're a two-seed. And right now, you can get them at plus 800 to win the Big Ten tournament. That would be a team that I would look out for. Uh, The last four buys, according to Joe Lenardi, he's got Wake Forest, Creighton, Memphis, and Michigan. The last four buys. Last four teams in the tournament. These are the teams that will be playing in the play-in games. The play-in games for the... um, you know, the 12th seed, the 12th seed play-in games. Xavier, Wyoming, Rutgers, and SMU. First four teams out. Indiana, BYU, Dayton, and Virginia Tech. With the next four teams out. Virginia, VCU, Florida, and Texas A&M. Those eight teams are the bubble ones that with a run in the conference tournament, could give themselves a chance. Virginia and Virginia Tech in the ACC will have a chance. They will both play coming up uh, on Wednesday, I believe. It will be, let's see, ACC tournament. Virginia Tech and Virginia will both play in the second round on Wednesday against the winners from Tuesday. Both of those teams pick up a win and then find themselves on Thursday in the quarterfinals. A win in that quarterfinal could actually bump them into the NCAA tournament. Something to keep an eye out for this week. Coming up this morning on Follow the Money, Matt Humans, our senior editor at vcin.com, Point Spread Weekly, uh, will join the program at 7.30 Eastern Time. At 9.30 Eastern Time, Dalen Cuff, ESPN College basketball analyst, will join the program. That's coming up this morning on Follow the Money. You can always follow me on Twitter at Scott's On Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network. <laughs> 